Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about the saying, red skies at night, sailors delight. And we'll talk about the word yoikes. My investigation into the phrase, red skies at night, sailors delight, started with this question from Thomas last week. Hi, Mignon. My name is Thomas uh, from Indianapolis, and I've been reading about the Sahara dust plume that's heading for the U.S. on the trade winds, and I read that supposedly it is going to cause a whole bunch of fantastic sunsets, and that also that when the Sahara dust gets in the atmosphere, it uh, suppresses like the formation of tropical storms and hurricanes. And I was wondering if uh, that might be the origin to the old saying, red sky at night, sailor's delight. And if not, uh, do you know where that comes from or when it dates to? Uh, Thank you so much. I love the podcast. It's a great question, Thomas. The massive Saharan dust plume you were talking about has now reached some southern parts of the United States, and it's mostly gone. But a smaller second plume is on its way. These plumes aren't a new thing. They happen all the time when wind blows across the huge deserts in North Africa. And they aren't just limited to the U.S. either. The dust also makes it to parts of Europe. But according to National Geographic, the plume that wafted over regions from Puerto Rico to Texas last week was the biggest plume since people started recording the size of these things by satellite in 1979. So, since they aren't new, it's a reasonable question to wonder if they're the source of the saying, red skies at night, sailors delight, red skies in the morning, sailor take warning. But I don't think so. I believe that regular weather is more likely to be the source, because even though the dust storms are common, clouds also cause red skies, and they're much more common. The concept of red skies at night being a harbinger of good weather is old. For example, the wonderful site The Phrase Finder traces written mentions back to one of my favorite old sources, the Wycliffe Bible, published in 1395. And at least in England, where the concept and phrase originated, red skies are actually quite predictive of the weather. They may not rival modern weather prediction, but in the 1300s, they were pretty useful. It works because most storms in the UK come from the West. Here's the whole picture. Clouds reflect all the colors of light from the sun. 
But because of the way different colors of light travel through the atmosphere, red light is much better at reaching distant clouds than the other colors. So clouds end up reflecting a lot of red light, especially early and late in the day, because that's when the light has to travel the farthest through the atmosphere to reach the clouds. So as it's making its way through all that atmosphere, the other colors of light are getting filtered out, and red light is just powering through. So basically, to keep it simple, just think of clouds at sunrise and sunset as red light reflectors. So if you're in the UK and you're seeing a red sky at night, it means the clouds have already passed you by. They're to the east of you, reflecting that red light back from the setting sun in the west. You don't have to worry about approaching storms. Storms come from the west, and the west is clear. But if you see a red sky in the morning, it means clouds are to the west, probably heading right toward you, because they're reflecting red light from the sun that's rising in the east. You may not be able to see those western clouds that are heading toward you because of the curvature of the earth, but the red light tells you they're out there doing their reflective thing. And here's an interesting final note. I've only heard the version as red skies at night, sailors delight. But multiple sources also say that there's a now less common version that may have been the first version that says red skies at night, shepherds delight, presumably because shepherds cared a lot about weather too. For example, in Shakespeare's Venus and Adonis, Shakespeare wrote about a red morn bringing sorrow to both seamen and shepherds. So that's the origin of the red skies at night, sailors delight saying. It actually does a decent job of predicting the weather in some parts of the world because of the way clouds reflect red light in the atmosphere. Thanks for your question, Thomas. Next, I have a segment by Ben Yagoda about the word yoikes. So when I say I, that's him. A recent article in the LA Review of Books has the line, Yoikes, Dostoevsky at his weirdest is for me the most Gogol-like of the Russians. And here's another one that comes from a recent issue of the Pittsburgh Current. Yoikes, are we totally sure Lincoln didn't commit suicide? I'm familiar with that yoikes. My dear departed mother-in-law, Marge Simeone, used to say it. I always thought it was a jokey, mock New York rendition of the word yikes. But it isn't. Or, more precisely, it isn't only that. A look at the Oxford English Dictionary shows me how unaware I was. The main definition for yoikes is, quote, chiefly fox hunting, a call or cry used to urge on hounds, sometimes also used more generally as an exclamation indicating excitement or encouragement, unquote. The first citation is from 1774, and here's one from 1838. The wood begins to resound with shouts of yoikes, true boy, yoikes, true boy, yoikes, push him up, yoikes, wind him down. Evidence of American awareness of the term can be found in the 1958 Warner Brothers cartoon short, Robin Hood Daffy. Daffy Duck is the legendary outlaw, and every time he attempts an acrobatic feat, he shouts, Yoikes and away! Yoikes and away! Yoikes and away! Yoikes and away! As early as the 1880s, according to the OED, the word began to be used in a slightly different way, as, quote, an exclamation expressing surprise, astonishment, or fright, unquote. 
It popped up on both sides of the Atlantic, including in a 1942 article in the American magazine Boy's Life. Yoikes, what a day for the game. This jibes with the use of it by my mother-in-law, born in 1914. And the 1942 date is interesting because it suggests that yoikes begat yikes, not the other way around. I say that because it was precisely in the early 40s that the now-familiar interjection yikes was born. The OED's first citation is 1971, but a crowdsourced etymological investigation on Twitter was able to move that up by more than three decades. Joshua Friedman found this on newspapers.com from the Coe College Cosmos in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And if you can't think of anything else to be grateful for, just be thankful that you're not a turkey. It can't be too bad, though. They get the axe and we get the bird. Yikes. The Merriam-Webster Twitter account offered this odd quote from the September 1st, 1940 Baltimore Sun. Bwah, said Beelzebub, and his massive flanks heaved with emotion and distress. Bwah, yikes, Cupy bleated and fled. Who knows what that was about? And Peter Gulliver of the OED staff tweeted a Canadian quote from October 1940. An oat burner in October, yikes. So I hypothesize that yikes is an Americanized version of yoikes. And I speculate that the folks who started to use yikes in the early 40s may even have mistakenly thought that it was the original term, of which yoikes was a cockney rendition. Such a process, which you might call hypercorrective back formation, happened with hoity-toity, which originated as such in the 17th century and was sometimes subsequently rendered as heidi-tidy. Here's where it gets complicated, or more complicated. There's a significant chronological gap between the 1941 Boy's Life quote and my came-of-age-in-the-1920s mother-in-law's yoikes on the one hand, and the 2020 quotations I cited at the beginning. And so why did Americans come back to yoikes? The example of another word suggests an answer. In 1999, the Beastie Boys, white rappers from New York, put out a song called Three MCs and One DJ, which contained this lyric. My name is Mike D, and I'm the lady's choice. You want to get next to me in Rose Royce. You'll gather round to hear my golden voice, because when it's time to rhyme, you know I get noise. Yes, Mike D pronounced that last word nice as noise. I've been trying to send him a message asking what was going on in his mind when he made this decision, other than rhyming with the previous three-line-ending words. But the Beastie Boys are hard to get in touch with, so I'm going with the idea that he was doing a version of a New York accent. Even that is complicated. Without a doubt, the oi sound is associated with New York, and in particular, New York Jewish talk. The Jewish association stems from the very word oi, and the more general one from the both unmistakable diphthongy way New Yorkers pronounce oi, listen to Terry Gross of Fresh Air say boy if you want to know what I mean, and the I met a goyle on Toidy Toid Street idea, a caricature of what was once a prevalent feature of New York speech, but that's mainly faded away. You can hear the real deal in a clip of Groucho say the magic word marks in a link I'll put on the transcript of this segment at quickanddirtytips.com. And some older New Yorkers might indeed pronounce nice a little bit like noise. 
Michael Newman, professor of linguistics at Queens College and the author of New York City English, explained in an email, quote, In New York City English, when the I is followed by a voiceless sound, like price, nice, heights, bike, or bite, or when that diphthong has no following sound at all, like by and tie, the first part of the diphthong gets pronounced farther back in the mouth than when the I is followed by a voiced sound, like prize, size, and hide. This phenomenon is called price backing. Listen to any old movie or TV show set in New York City, or even plenty of older white New Yorkers, and you'll hear that. When this backing gets strong enough, it sounds something like, but not exactly, like the vowel in the word choice. To me, noise sounds more like what its definition on knowyourmeme.com says. Quote, it's often associated with the Australian or English, to Meyer's Cockney, accents, unquote. Noise has a definition on knowyourmeme.com because it is, well, a meme. The website said it is, quote, an accented version of the word nice, used online as enthusiastic, exclamatory internet slang to declare approval or sarcastic approval of a topic or achievement, unquote. By 2013, noise had moved from hip to a trying-too-hard cliché. I specify that year because it's when the comedy team Key and Peel broadcast a skit in which they both played rap hype men who clashed over possession of the word noise. Damn circle! No, no, no noise, okay? Noise is my thing. No more noise from you. Also in 2013, the TV comedy Brooklyn Nine-Nine premiered. The main character, Jake Peralta, Andy Samberg, tries too hard to be hip. Naturally, his personal catchphrase is noise. He even tries too hard to expand it, saying toit for tight. So what I think happened is that the popularity of noise as a jokey version of nice led to the re-emergence of yoikes as a jokey version of yikes. The theory isn't possible to prove, but it's supported by the fact that the more common spelling is now Y-O-I-K-S, not the fox-hunting-derived Y-O-I-C-K-S, and yoikes looks like yikes. And if I ever hear back from Mike D., I'll let you know. That segment was written by Ben Yagoda, the author of How to Not Write Bad, About Town, The New Yorker and the World It Made, and many other books. You can find out more about him at benyagoda.com. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all the Grammar Girl articles at the home of my network, quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.